0: i my door. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for The Other Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McKay. And I'm not. Hello, folks.
1: It's The Other Guy on The Other Podcast, and according to the control indicator on the panel here, hi, Diana. Hello, hello. Yes, there she is,
0: folks, from oh, exactly good. Valdosta, Georgia. How are things in Valdosta?
2: Uh, coolish but sticky. Um, there's a really incredibly big wedding going on over at the Crescent, which we can sort of see. Um, and uh, the bridesmaids are wearing black, which worries me
0: slightly. Mm.
2: Yeah, up? I know.
0: What's up with that?
2: Um, I suspect the young lady who is wearing, by the way, the a really beautiful and very bouffant uh bridal gown. Maybe doesn't understand
0: about blackened weddings.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> folks,
0: you can find my good friend John Hoag's blogging at hoagwash.com.
1: Meanwhile, over at theothermccain.com, there looks st- most of Stacey's blogging. Some of it, though, is found at other fine spots around the interwebs, such as spectator.org. Uh, and, Di- Anna, have you got any. Uh- Thing uh, to blog about soon.
2: Um, I had a number of things I was gonna, I was working on, and I was gonna have like four posts for the week, and then um, people started calling me, and I started working. So,
1: ah, oh, well, there is that. Thing. Thing. Well, there's that this work, work, from... work cut into my blogging quite extensively this week, doesn't it? Though uh, there was an extremely hot project. Work, uh. yeah. That's terrible.
0: Uh, I try to avoid that stuff whenever I can. Uh, By the way, the news from Valdosta, a Valdosta Mm -hmm. gang member was sentenced to federal prison Wednesday on a weapons charge. The U S department of justice said Mm -hmm. Xavier Rashad Brooks, 31 was sentenced to serve 100 months in federal prison, followed by three years of supervised release After he pleaded guilty to possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Mm -hmm. On October 15th, 2020, a Mm Remington Police Department officer saw a vehicle matching the description of an SUV reportedly involved in a firearm discharge event. Brooks... A member of the gangster disciples. You've got gangster disciples.
2: We you know, have sixty-six uh, individual. Uh, we have sixty-six overarching gangs. To say nothing of their splinters.
0: Yes. Okay. Who was recently released from prison for armed robbery mm-hmm. was walking toward the car with another person when Brooks <laughs> saw the officer. He walked around the corner of the building and then came back and stopped behind the vehicle, blah, 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 blah. He fled the scene, blah, 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 blah. Anyways,
1: mm-hmm. well... well I, you know, it, it, it's interesting to see how uh, felons uh, can get in trouble just by possessing a firearm. It's a federal... That in itself is a federal felony. I, I have a, mm-hmm. a lawyer friend who is uh, helping a, a woman uh, get a divorce from someone who turned out, had turned out to be a criminal, and she mm-hmm. didn't want to stay married to him anymore. Uh-huh. So... Uh, Uh, He came by her uh, place uh, after he got out of jail and threatened her and mentioned that he had a shotgun. Well, it it was having trouble getting the local people to take care of him. So my uh, lawyer friend called uh, an acquaintance at the ATF.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, and, and,
1: and, And at the end of the next hearing, the guy was in handcuffs.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. in
1: federal custody yeah.
0: Well, speaking of guys with firearms
1: Yeah, we're going to talk oh, a yes. lot about that But we're going to talk with the good guys first
0: <laughs> Please
1: I love the picture, by the way
0: uh, Yeah, uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner Is the <laughs> uh, headline on a uh, post from last weekend uh, And the photo, which Diana referenced Shows Team 41 crossing the finish line at the 38th annual best ranger competition at Fort Benning. Uh, They finished in 14th place and uh, uh, but just finishing period.
1: Getting in in the first place means that Mm -hmm. you're the best uh, uh, of the people who are, you're already in an elite unit. And so now they're sending you Mm -hmm. to represent them and then making the various cuts means you're making the cuts about being, the best of the best of the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. merely to be picked to participate means you've got to be pretty good. You're already, uh, everyone in the uh, competition already has the Ranger tab. They already made it Mm -hmm. through Ranger school, which is hell by the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anyways. And so, and so uh, this is the second year in a row that my son, Bob has competed in best Ranger competition last year. Mm his team finished uh, 16th, uh, 16th. That's correct. And Mm -hmm. so this year they moved up two places to 14th place at one point on the second day. Um, they got as high as eighth place. Oh,
1: but they got the best publicity of any of the two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get to that. But I mean, um, that, yeah. wait, no, this is go the, to my blog, theothermccain.com. you will see it, but go ahead. No, no, this is the reason why we win, is we have people
1: like this. I mean, this is mm-hmm. exactly the kind of guy that Patton was talking about was this don't mm-hmm. tell them how to do it, tell them what you want done right right right.
0: Uh, during the uh, second day's events <laughs> known as uh, day stakes uh, they had created a special event um, where they had to do a code uh, they had to decode a message to get um, the code the code to unlock a lock a padlock on a uh, plastic
2: ammo box yeah
0: yeah yeah and so and so my son being my son of course uh uh did a uh uh just started looking at the box and started prying it apart and this this video went absolutely viral i'm gonna i'm gonna tell Mm -hmm. you hang on a second here let me just open it new window and I will tell you that this video has nearly half a million views on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. thanks to uh, Haley Britsky of Task and Purpose, who did an entire article uh, about this episode where they were going, don't break the box. I'm not breaking the box, he said. And, don't
2: break the box. We only have one of them.
0: We only have one of them. And the other <laughs> one, it, it, the, the thing that got everyone is he and his teammate, his teammate was working on the code while Bob was trying to tear the box apart. And, and, and his friend noticing what's going on there looks over and Bob says, you do you baby. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, but um, um, uh, we went to the awards dinner uh, mm-hmm. Sunday night and the chicken was excellent, by the way. And, and mm-hmm. I tell you how tired Bob was. And they just, and by the way, this thing during a course of uh, roughly three days, Uh, Mm -hmm. They travel 60 miles on foot, uh, running or marching, including a 19-mile rut march at night, uh, not sitting in all these runs that they have to do and everything. They they travel about 60 miles and uh, get maybe three hours of sleep during the whole thing. Mm and he was so exhausted while he was in line he said man he went back for seconds and he said man it's the best mashed potatoes i've ever had and she said <laughs> it's macaroni and cheese <laughs>
2: well that would, that would be much better than
0: mashed potatoes well 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 you see when he, when he joke, when he at the at the end they have to climb out on this rope 30 feet suspended 30 feet above lake and touched the ranger tab before letting go of the rope and dropping into the water. And Bob somehow, as he's coming off the rope, he got kind of flipped around and, and did not go in the way he landed. He says he thinks he may have gotten a concussion. So, you know, Mm. uh, so neural trauma is a possibility, but if you'll go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you'll see him crossing the finish line, holding his assault rifle (laughs) aloft. Well,
1: you know, and fortunately uh, these guys, uh, although they are the people we want to send to, to combat are not in combat on the other hand there is a war going
0: on yes yes and yes. just
1: I, to set up uh, your review of uh, what went on in the war this week i'm just going to refer uh, people to uh, today's uh are you pondering what i'm pondering at hogwash which says, I think so, Brain, but maybe Putin should order a glass-bottom boat for his next naval review. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Hey, um, can I uh, really briefly address the Moskva thing? Please. Okay. Um, I saw the video, and of course, that that came out yesterday, and I um, asked my husband, who's Navy, former Navy anyway, and he said yeah that looks like a missile strike i mean look you've got the the initial and then you've got the side jet which looks like a missile going through but he said but here's the thing um that shouldn't have sunk that shouldn't have led to the kind of fire we're seeing they where where's their damage control you united states damage control is like um, performs miracles. And these people didn't even try is what it looks like. Um, so yeah, you have to comment on that.
0: Yeah. U.S. officials say two Ukraine Neptune missiles uh, hit the Russian Moskva. 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 Uh, okay. Thank you. Warship. <laughs> and there were Russian casualties when the ship sank. Uh, Russia says that. a fire on board caused the sinking and, and yeah, and I know what you're talking about, damage control. What was the what was that ship that the Bonham, terror Bonham, the
2: coal? You're thinking of the coal.
0: Uh, yes, the US co- USS Coal which was yeah. hit in Aden. Oh uh, yeah. Uh and, and yet we managed to uh salvage that.
1: Right, but it, then it but it didn't sink.
2: It didn't come anywhere near
1: sinking. But the Bonham Richard does sank in port uh, because of the lack of proper damage control. Right, that is true.
0: Well, anyways, the uh, I at the uh, top of my blog right now is the Ukraine update, which uh, Mm -hmm. has uh, the latest map. Or actually, it's not the latest map. It's from uh, I look at the date. Does some math. It's from Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, It's showing the areas. Showing the areas where, um, uh, in the east and the south, uh, that now that uh, Russia has retreated from the vicinity of Kiev, um, that this is where the action is, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, down around uh, the Black Sea, the Mm -hmm. Sea of Azov, and over in the east, in the uh, so-called Donbass region of eastern ukraine and the for some weeks people have been talking about the possibility of the uh, 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 Ukraine forces in the east facing a uh, encirclement um, mm. and so and so it uh, so I've got the map there and you can look at that but i I, I go- did some googling around there to try to figure mm. out. What has what does Ukraine need to do in terms of mounting a counteroffensive uh, that would uh, basically a spoiling attack uh, that would prevent Russia from because here's the thing is that is it right now, um, you know, OK, Russia has retreated from Kiev mm-hmm. um, and that's good. Uh, and they lost a, a ton of uh, men and equipment. Uh, Boy, howdy did that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're seeing uh, video footage of just wrecked tank after wrecked tank <laughs> after wrecked tank uh, where uh, the Russians pulled back. So, so it's clear that they suffered a, a, a defeat in the uh, Kiev region. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, what they're... Doing is consolidating and reorganizing their forces and in and, and shipping them east to support uh, this new offensive, new Russian offense in the mm-hmm. east and south. And so, mm-hmm. so if Ukraine just lets Russia attack, you know, at the time and place of their choosing. Um, uh, this could be very bad, and so and so. What they, what I'm suggesting that they do it now. Obviously, they're not taking suggestions from me. And Good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Anyways, but but I was just suggesting that somewhere between um, uh, Donetsk and um, what's that other town? I'm looking Dnipro. Uh, that there's a front <laughs> along in there where where if they can strike down through there, it would have the effect of disrupting, uh, the communications and supply. Uh, and part of the problem, of course, that, that, uh, Ukraine faces there is that, uh, the Russian troops have, uh, Sea based supplies rather than land based supplies coming in mm-hmm. off the Black mm-hmm. Sea. Not so much anymore. And the sea base off. Oops. Oh, yeah. If you
2: will insist on, on letting your, on, on swatting about in, in easy range of uh, six of uh, missile, of uh, Harpoonski's expect to get sunk yes yeah well, i mean and
1: well not only that but in a lot of these places they're even you got to remember a supply ship is not a destroyer you know it, no may it, have isn't. A, it may have a few it may have a few anti-aircraft guns or something like that but uh once it comes into near uh, a, a port in some cases they're close enough for land-based artillery fire to engage them. Yeah. Uh, so, but if, if you look at this, if you look at this map and you look at the uh, uh, one in more detail that looks at the terrain, the terrain mm-hmm. around Kiev is forested and hilly mm-hmm. and perfect mm-hmm. for the kind of uh, engagement that the, the Ukrainians had. Basically you're in an, a flat agricultural plain area when you get on the other side of the Nipra river. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now, and that's the problem. And, and well, it's the problem and it's not the problem. First of all, you have that river, which is a kilometer Mm -hmm. wide in most places in the narrow Mm -hmm. spots. It's, you know, it's more than half a mile wide. It's a wonderful natural barrier. Mm -hmm. Uh, So basically, if you can uh, secure the line from that river north uh, to the Russian border uh, with trench warfare uh, which is the kind of warfare it's, it's either that or uh, armored warfare is what works in a terrain like that and right now i don't think i'd want to be a russian tank driver in ukraine so Not if, really, no. if they can fight, if they can take that to a stalemate then if they can move back along the coast and cut mm-hmm. off crimea Crimea has almost no fresh water. It gets its water that's true uh, piped in uh, from uh, the Dnieper River. So mm-hmm. you know it's uh, there are there are interesting possibilities there about hurting the Russians so bad that they might want to go away. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. the Ukrainians are now starting to conduct more uh, helicopter air raids over the border, striking Russian targets in Russia
2: yeah but they really need to start pushing um, the area uh, that is uh, uh, southeast of Khark- of Kharkiv yes. needs to they need to hit that fairly hard or at least start pushing that back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the trouble is that there's a uh, there's a small there's a series of smaller rivers and swamps um, between in that area that are just absolute hell to try to control. I don't care if you're the Russians or the Ukrainians. That area is marshy and a mess. Yeah, I do not envy them.
1: Well, on the other side. on the other hand, uh, do you think that the Russians are equipped to go fighting someplace like the Okinofinoki? Oh yeah. heck no! <laughs> okay. Oh heck
2: no. Yeah, we could so make, no, where, the Okie Fanoki would be so much fun for a bunch of
1: Rangers. Well, just well, I'm just, well, I'm just, see, i just. See, I'm thinking in terms of uh, Ukrainian light infantry. Uh, oh yeah, uh, might just have a fun time there.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I point out in my post is mm-hmm. that uh, there are some concerns about a shortage of uh, ammunition. Uh, mm-hmm. for Ukrainian forces, especially artillery ammunition. And so I did mm-hmm. a little research to, uh, to find out, uh, that, uh, one of the places where that, that the main place that apparently that, uh, our artillery, uh, ammunition comes from is Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And, yeah. And- but, uh, the Ukrainians, uh, artillery, uh, essentially, uh, Old Soviet pattern stuff, and we we have no tooling to make that ammunition. No, well, we but we
0: are also delivering howitzers as well, as, as kind of well. old fashioned
2: ones by the if by the numbers by the uh,
1: eighteen
0: one fifty
2: five millimeter. Yeah, those is are that, old.
1: No, the one fifty five is the is is the current uh, howitzer that we use. Yeah, we're, we're giving them our older. What gun. am I
0: confusing it with?
1: I don't know, uh, but basically, but we're, shi- huh.
0: we're shipping them eighteen howitzers and forty thousand not... artillery rounds. But they're saying that hey, they can go through forty thousand artillery rounds in a hurry. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, but the, you have to
1: remember that, that there are other, but there are other NATO countries that mm. are ex Warsaw so pack and have boatloads of ammo.
0: Yeah. And
1: mm-hmm. and and, and uh, boatloads of guns and. Basically, <laughs> uh, they would really like us to replace their 127-millimeter uh, uh, and uh, S- Soviet-era stuff with either our uh, somewhat obsolescent 105 millimeters or <sighs> uh, our new uh, 155s. Yep. So, so, you know, there are all sorts of interesting things that, that can happen. It's going to be interesting. And, oh, yeah. and And the thing is, folks need to tune in places like this podcast (laughs) in order to hear some of the more interesting stuff. They're not going to hear it on the mainstream media. They're certainly not necessarily going to get it on Twitter (laughs) where, uh, where, uh, uh, you know, well, I don't know, maybe they would get good news on Twitter because Twitter probably doesn't, if Twitter had to pick a side, it probably would be Ukraine. But anyway, (laughs) um, but I, I, like I said earlier in the podcast, I had a hot project at work this week that kept me off the interweb all day, one day, <laughs> and I missed the Musk offer to buy Twitter. And then I missed all the su- ensuing fun and panic uh, when people were th- thinking that a billionaire might take over control of one of the means of mass communication. And then I then I found at the Washington Post and an op-ed that ended with this paragraph. Twitter is not a government. It does, however, employ more than 5000 people and serves as a Uh quote de facto public square, unquote. Musk's own words for it's really for it's nearly 2220 million users that Mm. a man can so easily take it over. And turn it into a plaything should be seen as a threat to us all. You know, and my reaction was, yeah. And I wonder what Jeff Bezos, the owner of the Washington Post, thinks about a billionaire ownership of media. And actually, I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't. Funny, uh, the funny thing about this is that
1: uh, democracy uh, dies in derpness.
0: Yeah, Elon yeah, quickly. E- Elon Musk is is the uh, apparently the world's richest man. Bezos this was... Was was the richest man, and then his wife took half his stuff. So you know, well, but well, If you
2: if you're going to be an adulterer, don't make sex tapes. Seriously. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. well yeah. Thanks well, for that advice. I, well,
1: but but here's the other thing: is that um, uh, you know, everything that Musk has done, that Bezos has also mm-hmm. tried to do, and vice versa. Musk has come out on top. Now, mm-hmm. M- Musk has pretty much stayed out of retail, but as far as the rocket business is concerned, oh yeah, you know uh, oh, yeah. probably the the uh, SpaceX has probably surpassed NASA in terms of actual uh, capacity. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and, and uh, to do to do space exploration.
2: I well, agree. But the- um, and uh, by the way, um, every single, you know, I'm very skeptical of of Elon Musk. I've been really skeptical for years and I'm not going to pretend I'm not, but I'm cheering him on for this. And all I can say is that every time I see a booster land on a shortfall of Gravitas, of course, I still love you, or just read the instructions, I cheer it massively. And then I drink a toast to the memory of Ian M. Banks.
1: Yep. <laughs> But, you know, here's the thing. Musk, I have to say, is my second favorite (laughs) African-American. No, he was born in Africa.
2: Yes, he was.
1: My favorite uh, African-American is uh, the daughter of one of my cousins uh, Mm. who uh, uh, has red hair, fair skin, blue eyes. Looks like she stepped out of the highlands of Scotland, but she was born in Nairobi and it drives bureaucrats nuts when she checks the box on all those forms the Mm.
0: um um i had a post about this called uh the action and the reaction uh to musk's uh elon musk's bid to buy twitter and and uh And and one of the one of the most bizarre takes on it was Max Boot. I don't know if that was the one you were quoting.
1: No, this was an op ed from the print uh, uh, uh,
0: Wapo. Uh, Okay, well, well, anyways, but Max Boot's column, uh, Max Boot's reaction was (laughs) insane. Uh, But and and,
1: and I'm supposed to think that that was unusual for Max Boot. Well,
0: I I, I, I'm convinced that. uh, you know that Jen Rubin is Max Boot and drag, but uh, mm. uh but anyways, or vice but, versa but this idea that, that, that what we have learned is that liberals consider censorship necessary to our democracy for the simple mm-hmm. reason that their ideas can't compete in a free. Market of uncensored communications, and and I, I tie this into the uh, 2014 controversy that became known as GamerGate, <laughs> and and when people ask me what GamerGate was about, it's very hard to explain. Okay, but mm-hmm. basically a bunch of. Pre- progressives calling themselves social justice warriors were trying to take over the video game industry. And if you don't know, mm-hmm. if you don't know why that matters, well, well video games are w- one of the most lucrative forms of entertainment. It's a billion dollar bit industry. Okay. And, and, uh, it is, you know, the go-to pastime, uh, for, Everyone under 40. Uh, and and so so it's a huge market. And and so they began trying to bring these ideas of diversity and inclusion, you know, which are regnant on university campuses, trying to bring this into the video game. Uh, industry well the video mm. game industry is male dominated because it's about coding if in. there
1: if there is a single game that and and this is an old i think it may even well it, it's probably a 16-bit game it's not an 8-bit game if there's a uh, a game that defines the ethos of 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 this it's wolfenstein mm. first person shooter killing nazis Right. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. And, and well, you know, and you know, and the social justice warriors want to do away with something like that.
0: Hang on a second. Okay. Ginger. You go kill the dog. Okay, I'll, I'll you you run the while. rest of this. Um mm-hmm. uh, wait, yes, uh he's going to go kill the barking menace out there. But anyways, but no, no the the thing is if you look at the what are the, actually the popular video games? Okay. You're talking mm-hmm. about Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Grand Theft Duke, Auto. Duke
2: Doom, yeah, Halo. And,
0: <laughs> it, it's all about stuff that guys like. And the mm-hmm. people who run the business are guys, you know, guys mm-hmm. like John, who are just engineering geeks. Okay, and and, and somebody and and a woman who actually works in tech, okay, I mean Mm -hmm. a a programmer, uh, pointed out the difference between herself and most and and, and almost any woman, okay, and these guys who are who are doing this engineering stuff in in these game systems is that Mm -hmm. is that on the weekend. these guys, their hobbies involve engineering, okay? They're, they're mm-hmm. building rockets or, or radio control planes or,
1: or restoring an old car or ham radio operators or...
0: and, and that and that guys playing with toys things is a big part of of you know you're not going to change this. Well, you had all these political correctoids and, and weirdos. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to come in and take the thing over, and uh, there was a sort of a grassroots uh, guerrilla warfare to prevent this take up, and that was what weaponized
2: autism.
0: Weaponized autism. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. What is that from? That is from. Red That's Red.
2: from Gamergate. That's was their counterattack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, and and and. And so immediately, and this is when this is, you know, this Gamergate thing eventually led to the creation of the rules involving targeted harassment, which mm-hmm. I didn't even notice when they enacted it. And neither did uh, I, but it's
1: what they booted <clears> me permanently off of, uh, 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 off of Twitter for until they found out I would won in court on the matter, in which case they suddenly decided they could let me back.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Targeted harassment was what I was, uh, uh, how I got booted off of uh, Twitter in February uh, 2016. Johnson. And it was, and, and uh, the weird thing is, um, you know, participating in targeted harassment, they never told me who was harassed, mm-hmm. uh, how they were targeted, or how I well, see, participated. I was, of, I was
1: one of the first people that they, uh, uh, did that too. And they told me who the complainant was, it was Brett Kimberlin. And mm-hmm. they told me, uh, and but they also told other people about what had happened and realized they'd opened themselves up for a defamation suit. So mm-hmm. it did, that didn't work with me. The whole, the wonderful thing is, is that you and I though are out in the real blogosphere, not just stuck on social media. Yes. And, and And people can support us uh, in in our blogging. For example, they can go to The Other McCain, and they'll discover a yellow button.
0: That's right, folks. Uh, We have reached the shameless capitalism part of the podcast, where I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, You will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can donate uh, dollars, um, pesos, euros, yen, shekels, whatever currency you've got. Except maybe rubles. So not, PayPal is not doing rubles at the Yeah, they stopped taking rubles. Although, if you reason. want to
1: make a mail in, I will take old Tsarist
0: gold rubles. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. For the historical it, value alone. Click the yellow button, uh, contribute to my PayPal account, and you can help support the blog, help support the podcast, but most importantly, Try to keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money. Mm -hmm. And uh, keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com.
1: I'm going to tell you an additional way to support the blog today because I just had a wonderful idea about it. But you can click on the tip jar and do that. You can click on the links to the Hogwash store and obviously I will love you for buying stuff there because I get a cut of the action, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or you can use the Amazon shopping links because uh, both our blogs. We participate in the... uh, amazon affiliates program uh bloggers who participate in that when they have authorized links get a cut of the action as well nice thing that amazon does do for the thing I, that one that's what we well, you know every once in a while bezos gets it right uh but <laughs> number four way is if you go to the, the menu at the top it, there's a thing called dmca contact and it uh and if you uh, click on that, it actually has my address and telephone number. And you can use the address to mail those gold rubles or any <laughs> other kind of uh, currency uh, to me. I will cheerfully enjoy it. Uh, and he might even uh,
0: tell the tax man about it.
1: I do report <clears throat> uh, things. I My schedule, I had uh, my schedule uh, see a show to profit for Hogwash this past Congratulations. year. Congratulations. Congrats. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah uh, 2020 that was for 2021. 2020, I actually lost money. Yeah, uh, There well. was a real disruption, uh, particularly in PayPal. But uh, anyway, beside the point, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Now, as Stacy pointed out, we do this from our capitalistic bent. But mm-hmm. I mean, we're actually trying to earn some money here on the other hand
0: honestly there there are grifters out there
2: oh are there
0: ever yes and and this week we have learned the truth about black lives matter (laughs) it It was was always a scam
1: duh Well, you know, I kind of want to let the two of you talk about that for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're going to we're going to get the the
1: thing is, is that I have experience as a trustee of a not for profit. And I know, you know, what my visibility to the uh, IRS and and, and the state of Maryland had to be because of that. And so I just (sighs) refuse to be surprised, uh, you know, or or shocked that people would think that uh, they could hide from that. Okay, let me give you a really quick, um, okay, uh, nonprofit
2: world is absolutely rife with fraud. There is, um, the thing is that the amounts are so small that nobody notices, that the IRS doesn't care. Um, and the fact of the matter is that, yeah, your nine ninety. 990. I, I mean, do you know how many 990s I read in a given year? It, okay, hang on just nope.
0: a second. Let sorry. let me set this up. Let me get, complete. Oh, setup. I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, Patrice C- Colors, a co-founder of Black Lives Matter, said that disclosing finances is deeply unsafe and triggering.
1: Um, <laughs> In other words, people might find out what uh, she's been doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the the form the IRS requires charities <laughs> to reveal their financial activities, and that's called Form 990. Patrice Mm -hmm. Colors said, I'm like, it's triggering. I actually did not know what 990s were before all this happened. And what (sighs) happened, of course, was that it was reported that uh, Black Lives Matter had bought a $5.8 million mansion, in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and so so the fraud has has uh, been exposed. Go ahead, Diana.
2: Okay. Um, the fact of the matter is that um, she. I'm sorry. No, she and her cohorts knew about the 990. The thing is, they thought that they could grift along, bump along with filing. Okay, they were gonna. They were sure that they'd have more than the fifty thousand uh, dollars revenue that you have to have that under that that you get for the n- end that's the uh postcard uh filing that most little tiny nonprofits file she was thinking maybe they could get with get away with the easy form you know that would be enough that they could probably um conceal their grift and the money that they were raking off the top and getting to stick to their fingers uh through um Oh, salaries and maybe a couple consulting things. I mean, it's not that hard to, quote unquote, uh, have a clean 990. Uh, you, that's why you don't want people like me reading them, because um, I know what things should look like, and I'd be like, <laughs> really? They did not anticipate these millions of dollars, these tens of millions of dollars suddenly spilling in on them. And, um, they got stupid. They, they, um, I don't
0: think they got stupid. I, I think they were stupid long before this happened. But...
2: Well, the thing is that nobody looks that hard at under about $2 million. I'll, I'll be really honest under about five, probably the IRS barely looks at your return. um, they thought they could get away with it because they never thought they'd be seeing, they'd be raking in more than like um, uh, skimming maybe a quarter million a piece off the top, which is not a bad payday. But um, yeah, uh, this is really ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the things I, after I came to Washington, you know, Mm -hmm. and started working There are a lot of 501C organizations. (laughs) Oh, you got that right. And and one of the things that I did, uh, sort of a mantra of mine was that just because it's nonprofit doesn't mean nobody's making money. Okay. Oh, very true. Every one of these 501C groups that you you see, you know, whatever they're doing, you know, these foundations and, mm-hmm. and institutions and everything
1: else. churches?
0: Yeah, well, but I, they all have a, you know, a president. Yeah. Okay. And yes. officers, right. Vice mm-hmm. president, Uh. you know, and the, some of them will have five or six vice presidents, vice president for this mm-hmm. vice president for that. And, and you will find that near the and top. That's just and the dist- board and I speak back, uh, you know, uh, roughly 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, 10 or 15 years ago, that roughly somewhere around a quarter million to $300,000 a year would be the salary at the top person, the, the head of the organization. Mm-hmm. And then below yep. that would be <coughs> six, seven, eight, Uh, People with six-figure salaries—you know, uh, somewhere between a hundred and two hundred thousand—usually, you know, a hundred, hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year. So, just now, keep in mind that if you're making three hundred thousand dollars a year, in less than four years, you'll be a millionaire. Well, but I mean, here's the other scam. Um, Here's
1: the other scam that people do: is you have four or five of these that you're affiliated with. And you do mm-hmm. consulting with them, and yep. you have you have a three figure an hour consulting fee, Oh, and which yeah. which you know a two hundred fifty dollar an hour lawyer is cheap these days, <laughs> certainly in D.C.
0: Certainly, yeah. And so so with spouses and family members, uh, sometimes you can uh, sometimes corrupt organizations will do this. Is that they will. Um, uh, have that but but even you know when you just talk about salary alone, okay, there's also the health care benefits, there's also the retirement mm-hmm. benefits there's mm-hmm. also there's also travel, okay that's why a great you...
2: place to tuck in to tuck in your uh your a lot of graph,
0: yeah, 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 is that is that is that why do you think they have these conferences? In, in, you know, and, and I've said this about some of the feminist groups, right? <laughs> Is that, that when they have their annual conference of the, the, the it's always in some uh, uh, sunny um, uh, vacation spot near the ocean.
1: Either I mean. that or it's in <laughs> some place like Jackson Hole or Aspen.
0: Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. If they do it in places. the winter, it's, it's either going to be in Hawaii or it's going to be someplace with skiing, but it's going to be a resort hotel, and so that they're going to spend four or five days in first-class accommodations, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, they will have the flunkies and minions to man a little booth in the uh, exhibition hall, where they uh-huh. you know, and then... Uh, and then they will go up and collect their award and give their speech and sit on their panel. And, 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 and this is, uh, and this, these, each of these things is a tremendous networking opportunity where they can peddle their books or try to get a book deal. And, and so <laughs> all of these people uh, work in nonprofit world they mm-hmm. and, uh, this kind of activism, but, but the shameless, the crudity of what oh, Black yeah. Lives Matter was doing that got caught. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, they, you know, the thing is that if they were the SPLC or some of the other groups, um, they'd have been doing it long enough that they could have been a little bit more subtle about the sudden influx of, uh, subtle about how they swept in uh, this sudden influx of money. Um, but honestly, they were lazy. They were stupid, and they were lazy, and they well, were. Well, that sounds lazy. like
0: a stereotype, Diana. Well,
2: uh, to be <laughs> honest, if you're talking about nonprofit world, it is a lot of the grift. Is uh, the people who get caught are uh, frankly uh, lazy?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they they don't want to work hard enough to get away with it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and and so, anyways, I I talked about the the fact that Black Lives Matter was a lie from start to finish. Okay, is mm-hmm. is that is that they were. Uh, you know that uh, William Jacobson at Legal Insurrection has pointed out that the whole thing about hands up, don't shoot, but but when mm-hmm. they came to her with this thing about the nine nineties and stuff like that, mm-hmm. basically uh, what Patrice Colors did was to attempt the George Costanza defense. <laughs> Was that
2: wrong? Should I not have done that?
0: I tell you, I got to plead ignorance
2: on this thing, because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here, that that sort of thing was frowned upon.
1: You know, because
2: I've worked in a lot of offices, and I tell you, people do that all the time.
0: Uh, If you don't remember what George Costanza was doing when he said, was that wrong? okay what he got caught doing at the office uh, it involved the cleaning lady if you'll remember but anyway I thought, uh, actually that i right? don't <laughs> oh you don't you're not a sign
1: i never man? watched he, seinfeld never i never i never watched a complete episode but basically he was caught uh having sex on his desk with the cleaning
0: lady <laughs> and so his response is what? was that wrong was that wrong <laughs> You, is that frowned upon? I I had no idea when I started here, uh, because I've worked at a lot of places and that stuff goes on all the time. And so, oh my and so God, she's, this is the George Costanza defense. Was that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so anyways. Well, but,
1: there's a whole lot of people that should have ought to known better. Uh, uh, this whole build back better thing, you know, we would have oh, been hey. a whole lot better off if they just left it the way they found it. But but we still got a way to go with with what they've been doing so far, because inflation was only eight and a half percent for March. And we're still not up to 10 percent for the big guy. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, there's been a whole lot of reality challenging uh, the narrative with the Biden administration. And yesterday, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Biden administration is going to turn oil and gas leasing back on on federal lands. Uh, yeah, but did you see the jump in the fees? Well, the Interior Department says it's going to make roughly 140,000 acres available, which is a whole lot less than they should be doing. But uh, mm-hmm. they're going to, um, uh, that's like an, an 80% reduction in the footprint of land that was expected. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, yeah, they're raising the royalty fee from, 18, uh, from, from 12 percent, 12 and, a half percent, from 12 and a half percent to 18.75, but yeah. that, that's, but that's going to help keep the price of gas down. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, um, on the morning of the 20th of January, 2021, the United States was a net exporter of energy products. And uh, that changed within a few days. So, mm-hmm. I mean, these leases are going to help, but they're just a little tiddling start moving in the right direction. But it's not the only bit of nonsense and lies that, uh, that we've been getting from Biden. This whole speech he made about gun control was lie after lie after lie. I mean, and just point after point, people, you know, uh, the idea that you're not supposed to be able to make your own guns. People have been making your own guns for ever, and as long as you don't make them for sale, you're just making a gun for yourself you don't have to have a manufacturer's license mm-hmm. uh and you know this whole idea you can't buy a cannon oh yes you can yeah. uh, as, uh now if it has a bore bigger than a half inch and it's not a, some uh, some of the special uh, things that are historically grandfathered in like 12 gauge shotguns um mm-hmm. uh, It 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 has to you have to get a two hundred dollar tax stamp for it because it's a destructive Mm -hmm. device. Okay, so you pay a you pay a two hundred dollar tax, but you can buy a cannon. Yep, it's perfectly legal. And matter of fact, there are guys who do that as a hobby. You're talking about engineering nerds with great hobbies. I mean that (laughs) that's even better than my going out and uh, punching holes in paper uh, with my twenty two. So you know.
0: It was like, you know, the Citizens Committee uh, for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, the Mm -hmm. chairman, Alan Gottlieb, uh, uh, at the site, The Truth About Guns, says, Mm. now is a good time for Americans to wonder what else about gun rights Joe Biden has been lying about. This isn't just an idle error. It's an obsession with him. He has Mm -hmm. been trying to misrepresent and even discredit the Second Amendment's protection of the rights of individual citizens to keep and bear arms for decades, even when he's caught and called out for it. No honest person does that.
1: Well, yeah, but we're talking about Joe Biden.
0: Yeah, we are indeed. I mean, this whole thing about ghost guns,
1: because they don't have a serial number. Well, first of all, no gun manufactured or imported into the United States uh, before October 22nd, 1968, had to have a serial number. Correct. I have three firearms that were in my uh, collection at home that are heritage firearms that came from uh, ancestors that don't have serial numbers. Why? Mm -hmm. Because- Oh, oh,
0: John, John, John. You had-
1: those guns no, you, I, you
0: lost them in a tragic in a tragic canoeing. boating accident yes right
1: no i have them <laughs> now i'm not going to tell you where i have them necessarily yeah yeah I, I i have them and even the stupid maryland law that uh, was enacted this week about manufacturing your own firearms and serial numbers and that sort of stuff exempts those firearms specifically mm-hmm. because they're exempted by federal law but mm-hmm. they're all worried about you know, ghost guns. Meanwhile, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. I had a, uh, are you pondering what I'm pondering, <laughs> that goes, <laughs> I think so, brains. But why would we need guns to shoot ghosts that are already dead? Ta-do. Ta-do. Yep. Anyway, but, you know, uh, speaking of the guns I have, one of the things that, <laughs> uh, that that Biden is real big on is you can't hunt deer with an AR-15.
2: Yes, and you can.
1: My, my response to that was, really? I've been doing it for almost 30 years now. I have an AR-15. I have, I have one, and it's not in the normal uh, 5.56 NATO caliber. It is mm-hmm. in 762 by 39 which is actually the Russian caliber, original Russian caliber for the mm-hmm. uh, AK-47. And the reason I have that is because Colt figured out that uh, even though 5.56 NATO and 223 Remington uh, civilian equivalent of it, uh, isn't legal for deer in most states, uh, 5.56 mm-hmm. 6 millimeter can be made to work in an AR. And so they did a series of ARs early in the nineties, uh, mm-hmm. that are really handy, uh, uh guns to hunt with. And meanwhile, when I, I'd, I'd moved to Maryland in the early nineties and the place I had permission to hunt deer was, Uh, an overgrown orchard it was right next to a 6,000 area environmental area that had no hunting and right next to a 200 acre cornfield or bean field depending on what the crop was that year where Mm. there was no hunting and so yeah it was like a wonderful place to to sit in uh, uh, under a tree and wait for Bambi or Bambi's mama to walk by and Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, stock up the freezer and but the the ranges were so short in that woods that you know I'm not going to use a thirty out six, right? I don't no, what but...
2: what deer, <laughs> what Bambi?
1: <laughs> well, no, thirty out six is uh, with the right ammunition, is just fine at close range. But the, so, but I had a forty five seventy, which is uh, <laughs> a. a, a a perfectly good <laughs> deer rifle. Uh, I've never t- had it take more than one shot to put a deer down with it. No, but, duh. But, but it's more power. It's actually uh, a, it's actually only about two-thirds the pow- power in the slug of something like a .30-06. It's only slightly more powerful than a 3030, but because of the heavy bullet, it kicks a lot more. So I'm thinking, why don't I just go to the grunt gun show and get a 3030. So I go off to the gun show looking for your, your typical woodland lever action gear rifle. And there was this dealer who had the AR 15 and 7.62 NATO, which is roughly an equivalent energy caliber. And he wanted to get rid of it because no one mm-hmm. seemed to want to buy it. And I looked at <laughs> it and said, "Well, you know, I know how to use one of these things. I, I've been using it for thirty years. It works great, mm-hmm. and it kicks a whole lot less uh, than my forty-five seventy, and it's a whole lot better than something like a thirty-eight six or two seventy Winchester in the woods. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. hunting hunting across bean fields, I've got other rifles that are better, more appropriate." Yep. You know, well the
2: 4570 it, does have a painful kick uh, it does put
1: make you a member of the short, sore shoulder club well if you have to you have to know what you're doing and hold the rifle the right way if you really yeah. want to it's one of these days though if you want to uh, come shooting I'll, i have a 4570 handgun you do i have a Thompson condenser in 4570
2: oh my gosh Okay, John, I have to come.
1: And they anyway, can come visit. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, though, I do not traffic in firearms. No. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, we're we're going to leave that to Philadelphia. Uh, you know, uh, my friend Dana Pico um, mm-hmm. um, runs the First Street Journal blog and he stays all over um, uh, the crime situation in um, Philadelphia, <laughs> uh, and I just um, I keep a, a sort of running check on all you've got to do is Google Philadelphia homicide, okay mm-hmm. and, and you're finding out whether they're on pace <laughs> to set a, uh, a a new record this year. You know, they set a, a historic record in homicides in 2021. Well, they were lagging a little bit behind this year, their record pace, a little bit off the record pace this year until Thursday. Um, uh, Beginning Thursday night, during a 24-hour period, 24 people were (laughs) shot in Philadelphia, five of them fatally. And so that brings the year-to-date uh, total of homicides to 128, no, I'm oh. sorry, 132 uh, oh. people have been uh, homicided, I, is that a verb, anyways, okay. in Philadelphia this year, and we had some related thing on my aspiring rapper update. Now, folks, if you've been following along, you you know that an aspiring rapper is a, is a uh, common slang term for a member of the criminal community uh, uh, and, and, and so uh, an Atlanta rapper is one of 11 people facing federal charges in connecting with, in connection with an alleged straw purchasing scheme that trafficked hundreds of guns from Georgia to Philadelphia. Agents with the ATF, uh, traced nearly 300 firearms purchased in Georgia from dozens of gun re- retailers to Frederick Norman, the rapper known as Slow Key Fred, and three other suspects, after some were found at crime scenes and in the possession of convicted felons in Philadelphia. Uh, now, in with the... Um, the prosecutors writing this up noted that there was a very short what they called time to crime uh, spam with these guns it, within mm-hmm. sometimes within weeks of their being purchased. Uh, they were uh, cops found them at crime scenes or found them at um, in possession of convicted felons. And as we talked about earlier, uh, felon in possession of a firearms of federal offense. Five years. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna uh, depending on your record, you you liable to do a long time in prison if you were a felon in possession of firearms, and and that is one of the things that we're going to get to later. Um, uh, that uh, the. Um, Uh, That the crime problem that's going on now is simply that we're turning people loose from prison and they're Mm -hmm. getting their hands on guns. Well,
1: but you see, that's what you've got to understand that the the people who are allegedly in charge now are not interested in reality. They only care about their narrative and their narrative has obviously broken down in Brooklyn. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) well. Anyways, but uh, let me, first of all, let me finish with this story. Uh, uh, oh, mm-hmm. we got to uh, wrap that up. We're, We're getting running a short on time here. Yeah. Well, anyways, yes. Uh, in Brooklyn, Frank Robert James uh, was arrested in charge with the uh, shooting of uh, a shooting that injured, I think. What's the number of people? Ten that...
2: people. Uh, ten people were injured, and another uh, twenty-three were treated for things like getting trampled in the rush.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it...
2: Panic attacks.
0: Yeah, he uh, he was arrested after shooting people in a uh, subway stop in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and um, and um, he had. Despite the fact of a a string of arrests uh, dating back more than 20 years, dating back to the 1990s... um, he had no previous felony convictions. And so he was legally able to purchase a gun. Mm-hmm. And, and so the question is, why didn't they ever convict him of a felony? Well, and, they,
1: I mean, but see, the thing is a misdemeanor that can get you put away for two years also is disqualifying. And it's kind of mm-hmm. amazing that they never got him with one of those. But well, then again, it was New York mostly.
0: Well, um, it was New York, New Jersey. He, 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 and, 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 what it uh, one of the things we know is that plea deals um, settle s- such a great uh, the majority of, of arrests uh, Very true. you know it, it, it end up in plea deals and so uh, even if you were originally charged with a felony uh, you know a lot of time they'll pl- uh, plead it down a lot of time they'll just drop the charges uh, mm-hmm. and and so so. You know, you find the criminal with the proverbial record as long as his arm, and yet he's never been convicted of a felony. And but at the same time, um, uh, claims to be a victim of racism, and this guy's uh, this guy's victimhood narrative. Um, was was just pathetic, yeah, but,
1: but the but the whole gun control narrative just really bombed on this guy. It oh, just it doesn't work at yeah. all. And you know, I was reading a Rasmussen poll that was saying that the public's not buying what the Democrats are selling this time. I and mean, nope. Biden has yeah. just got no traction.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. People, people. We're not enforcing the gun laws we have. As well, a matter but, of fact, right. if you think about it, in New York, right. The big controversy there was the stop and frisk policy. The whole idea of the stop and frisk policy was to target high crime areas. But uh,
1: it, but it was still an unconstitutional thing because they were enforcing the uh, gov- the New York licensing law that's about to be overturned by the Supremes.
0: Uh-huh. But anyways, but 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 the point is is that is that um, trying to prevent the uh arrest and prosecution of people on gun crimes right mm-hmm. okay uh and and you know uh especially felon in possession of firearm. that got that, no problem about that yeah anyways but, but uh but you but know this guy was crazy this well, guy mm-hmm. this guy that did this he's all over uh uh youtube and facebook saying crazy stuff
1: Mm stacy i don't know if you've ever heard this before but i'm just going to remind you crazy people are dangerous
0: yes 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 but a pretty face can hide an evil mind and and uh we i had a story i will at
1: least tell you that this story at least uh uh, Satisf- follows satisfies Rule Five. Yes, it this, does. This, this this girl is definitely a seven or an eight. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. she was
2: clearly high in that first in that uh, publicity photo too.
0: Uh, That was actually taken at an event, uh, a red carpet type event. There's this thing called the Hot Crazy
1: Axis, and she falls in a dangerous (laughs) spot. uh,
0: She's she's very high on the right side of the curve. I'm going to just put it to you that way. A pretty face can hide an evil mind. That's a lyric, I'm sure, as you know, from the late great Johnny Rivers. Beware of pretty faces. That you find a pretty face can hide an evil mind. And uh, uh, 25-year-old Courtney Clinney, a.k.a. Courtney Taylor, uh, reportedly has more than a million followers on her OnlyFans account. Oh, gosh, Stacy, What was she putting on her OnlyFans account that made her so popular? Oh. Adult Entertainment. Adult Entertainment. He said, euphemistically, summarizing the results of his cursory investigation.
1: Or we could put it the other way. Uh, what she was putting on was not her clothes.
2: <laughs> yes. Well,
0: well, I, I I'm just going to say that, uh, uh, you know, I'm a professional journalist. It was, it was, uh, it was incumbent upon me to, to find out. Well, what was this young woman doing to get a million followers on OnlyFans? She should,
1: she should have read how to get a million hits on your blog.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> last we heard from Miss Clinny, uh, she had been committed to psychiatric care under Florida's Baker Act after police, uh, Miami police say she stabbed her ex-boyfriend to death in a luxury apartment. Now, that's the way to die, man. Being stabbed to death in a luxury high-rise in Miami by a beautiful blonde, right?
1: That's- well, there's also the uh, conv- more conventional being shot by... A, a jealous, jealous husband
0: love. yes yeah, yeah. a jealous <laughs> lover yeah yeah well anyways <laughs> but yes uh, the um, uh, you know I, I've always said you know that that uh, you know you, uh, a married man must be careful because you know uh, she's got a kitchen drawer full of knives and I've got to sleep sometime yeah. well anyways um, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, anyways, but uh, both she and her ex-boyfriend had been charged with domestic violence previously. Uh, Toby Abumselli, 70, 27, claims, uh, her family claims that she's getting favorable treatment because of her privilege as a wealthy white woman. And uh, you can read the rest of that at my blog, but as I told you folks, crazy people are dangerous.
2: dangerous. Yep. And,
0: and I hear the uh, boogie-woogie piano music in the background, which tells us that uh, we're nearing uh, the end of the show. and uh, So we're going to say goodbye yeah, until next we week, We will folks. be back next Saturday at our usual time, 7pm Eastern, for another episode of The Other Podcast. Thank you for joining us, Diana.
2: We'll Anytime. You.
0: Good night, everybody. And we'll talk Good to you later. I
1: night. Keep on, keep on, keep on. No
0: care, Mr. Breeze.
2: <laughs>